This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boos. I feel like it's been a long time, but it hasn't. It really has felt like that. It hasn't been that long, though. It hasn't been. It's only been a week. Mm-hmm. Here we Seven are. Seven whole days. Come on. And I'm... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not love you. I don't know the words to that one. I don't know. The, I like the sound Seven here. This is our first episode being recorded out of our new studio, and I like the sound. Sounds good. No dogs clicking and clacking. No dogs clicking and clacking. No fire trucks. No nothing. <laughs> Just fucking vibes. <laughs> yeah so yeah we have our hq our little studio yes i'm super grateful super super thankful grateful it's coming grateful. together really cutely and well okay i didn't even see that they painted behind the door beloved yeah wow okay yeah it's so yeah, cute it's slowly come not even slowly it's quickly coming together we got paint we got furniture we're getting wallpaper tomorrow we're getting more furniture yeah our rug our little coffee table our bar cart so, yeah, you guys will get some pictures. Actually, we'll share pictures on Patreon um, for our little Patreon community. Yeah, because y'all are the first. ones helping us furnish it. Period. <laughs> it's and if you. you would like to continue, if you would like to help us, help us by joining us on Patreon, which we will talk more about here in a second. Yes. So. So how's it going? It's going well. How was your weekend? My weekend was uh, full of work. Mm. Work, 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 yes. work, work. You see me happy? You see, see me, Demi? Summer pudding. Yeah. <laughs> so, Saturday, I was working from sunup to damn near sundown. Mm-hmm. Two events that we had to do. A prom party and a baby shower. Come on, baby shower. Sunday um, was very chill. I came over here to put together furniture. Went to a cute little lunch across the street. Went home. Watched Your Honor. Have you watched that on Showtime? Good show. I think you should watch mm-hmm. it. You will like it. Watched a couple of ep- episodes of Your Honor and just relaxed. Nice. The yeah, weekends are never are. long enough and they really don't feel long enough when I be working. I'm like, okay, bitch, where the fuck is my weekend? Mm-hmm. You don't have one. No. No. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Honestly, it was relaxing. I was out of town, but I didn't feel like drained. You know, sometimes you go away and you're like do a bunch of shit and then you come back and you don't feel like you had a weekend. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was able to relax, relax, rest. <laughs> I was able to rest. Release and, and rest. Yeah, <laughs> relax and recharge. Um, I was in Arizona with my honey and a group of friends and we were just on the water and kicking it and eating good and laughing good and drinking good and smoking good and shrooming good and the whole bit mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole bit so it was shrooming a good time good. yeah 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 why not 
it was a good time. I actually um, made a little mushroom tea tonic, which was very nice. The tonic. It was a tonic. It was a tonic. I was on drinks this weekend. So, so did you come up with the recipe for the mushroom tea? Yeah, I actually did. I've heard of mushroom tea before, and I wanted to try some. I can make you some. I'm a mushroom advocate. I love mushrooms. I'll make I you some. I sound like a, a druggie. No, I'll make you some. I do a little mint tea or whatever tea of your whatever your tea of choice is. I did it with ginger and turmeric tea as well mm-hmm. with fresh ginger. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did that. I did that. Things that I did that. So I did for myself though. I did mint. I um, put the mushrooms. I ground number one. I use one of those things, bitch, that you could make guacamole or crush herbs in. Yeah, the pest, pest, whatever, whatever that is. Yeah. I actually ground them up in that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was giving authentic. So I scooped them up, put them in a little um, diffuser, a mm-hmm. little tea diffuser, put the hot water and the tea bag in at the same time. So the flavors kind of just can marry. And then after steeping for like 10, 15 minutes, I took it out, put some lemon and some agave in there, stirred it up and then enjoyed the evening. That sounds amazing. It was. And it's it's um much easier on your digestive system because, you know, when you're eating that mushroom, it just kind of kind of hurts a little bit you get a little you can be a little nauseous it's hard for I your body nauseous at all never i never have i been nauseous oh well it just makes it easier uh-huh. it's easier for your body to just consume break down and get, get right like to the fun it's like a gentle experience it, it anytime is. you mix some shit with tea <laughs> i myself had a little bit of thc tea over the weekend oh. and um i was lit did uh, but a good lit like yeah. it was very nice i was i was saying on um to germany earlier that i went to sleep smiling <laughs> i did i'm like you know what sometimes you just gotta be fucking high and yeah i was high and i was feeling euphoric and i was feeling good i'm glad you did it was a good time yeah so i hope i have another staycation or a vacation actually i told andres that i want to go to the line soon I'm like, oh in koreatown the line, the line hotels in the Korea town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said yeah. I actually want to do a little staycation there, so let's set it up. So I'm hoping I can get another vacation. <laughs> I definitely need to go on vacation soon. Well, I'm planning to go to DC. That's one of my vacations. When? Every time you do this, every time you do this, when? Why? When? What do you mean why? I don't know when yet, but I do want to go for like two weeks. <gasps> I'm not going to start with uh, you. Uh, uh, uh. I'm not going to start with you. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go somewhere tropical for sure. I don't know where yet. Like, I want to go to either Jamaica or Mexico. Mm. And, uh, yeah. That's what I think I want to do for my birthday. Go back to Mexico City. Mm. I'm going to take, like, a week off. A week off. Mm-hmm. And probably go. It's a good time to go. So, what else is up? Um, what else is up there are the ratings and the reviews. Mm-hmm. We need you all to keep coming in with the ratings and the reviews. Coming um, in hot. Please. The ratings and the reviews really help this show. They help it get visibility, help it land in the ears of other women of color who may be inspired and motivated and encouraged by the content. So we depend heavily and rely on you all. To leave your ratings and reviews to help boost us up when we need to be boosted. So let's read our review of the week. This one comes from Love 88 She says, my cup runneth over. I finally wrote a review. My neck was getting sore. 
period. We will continue to keep our feet on, on your, your neck. On your neck, okay? On neck. She said, now I can listen joyfully knowing that when it comes to the ratings and reviews, I came through. Thank you, ladies, for the laughter, the knowledge, the love, the sisterhood, and the thought-provoking weekly gems. I love the dynamic between the two of you. Absolutely love you guys. Thank you. Love you, too. Thank you. Yes, we do love you, too. So please keep those coming. We have a goal of um, 2,000. Last week, we had 1,666. This week, we have 1,680. Nice. Do your part. Do your part if you want to be here. We're not going to tell you no more. It's just robbery. It's we taking are from tell us. You though. We are going to tell them some more. I mean, we are, but you get what I'm saying. I don't want to keep telling y'all. Do what you need we to do. We don't want to have to keep putting the pressure on you. We just want to come here and sing your praises for doing what you were supposed to do. That's it. That's it. Period. That's it. So. Another way to support our show is by joining us over on Patreon. It's our exclusive membership community where we share bonus goodies. I see a lot of our besties are getting their mug, their merch. You guys have been tagging oh, yeah. us with that. So super cute. Keep tagging us as you get your um, bestie, your bravado merch- merchandise. We're super excited about that. Um, we have our bonus episode this month, this week actually coming out. We have our mid-month check-in. The playlist will be uploaded the first week of July, June. Why do I want it to be July so I bad? don't know, but slow down. I want it to be July. I don't. So there's a lot of goodies and uh, great things on the horizon. So we're going to shout out our new patrons. So for this week, we have Sharice. Hey, Sharice. Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn. And Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Thank y'all for joining again. Thank y'all so much. Um, You guys are the reason why we're able to pay our rent. So (laughs) (laughs) literally, please continue to support. We appreciate you all so, 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 so much. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. There's been some tea this week. All right, what's tea? What's up? So, first of all, you saw that ASAP Rocky called Rihanna the love of his life. The one. When you know it, you just know it. The one. We already knew they were dating. Mm-hmm. But I love for a nigga to give, but her, it was give her the flowers. I love for a nigga to give confirmed. flowers. It was confirmed by mm-hmm. him saying, somebody said, so is Rihanna going to come out and say something? Because, you know, she don't be claiming these niggas. She probably won't. She don't be claiming them. They she claim claimed, her. She claimed that Prince. She did Barely. claim that. What? No, she was like, he. she, she was claiming him. She came out publicly and claimed she or did, what were they in a magazine. No, no, no. Oh, she said and, she may have, she wants to have kids. Yes. And something else. Mm-hmm. Well... She ain't claimed the black man. <laughs> oh my God. Probably since that Chris she claimed Brown that billionaire dick, uh, but she uh. didn't claim Drake. Who else you dated after? Chris that? Brown. She was claiming him. Oh well. I mean, until he cut up. I mean, that's the only person that I know she dated, right? Only Drake, Chris Brown, and now in the billionaire and now ASAP Rocky. That's the only people she's been tied to. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's somebody. But I don't know. I don't know. The exclusive pussy. Yeah. One thing she's not being is passed around. (laughs) (laughs) The pass around. I don't know who else she's been linked to. I think that's it because she's a long LTR type of mommy, it seems like. So now she's with ASAP Rocky. He seems to love it here. Love it there. Not here. He ain't Mm -hmm, over here. He over mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. Um, And we don't know. I feel like she may claim put the handcuffs on him. Your honor. Once he puts the handcuffs on her. Those are the only people she. Oh, Travis Scott. Huh? She was tried to Travis Scott. He's the one who helped her with the anti anti album. They were anti- a couple. Yes. Oh, that went over my head. Come on, no. And Matt Kemp. 
for a short while. Oh, the ba- the baseball player. Yes, and you're Shia so LaBeouf. Right. Okay, yeah, you're very right. You're she very was right. tied to you're Shia right. LaBeouf you're as well. Right. I remember that. You don't remember her and Travis Scott? I remember Scott? her and Matt Kemp because I'm like, he was fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. No, I never knew that her and Travis were a ting. Yeah, they were. They really were. Hmm. Okay. That's when the whole anti, anti in 2015. Well, he did what needed to be done mm-hmm. with that anti. Yeah, he did. He helped her with that. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Future. He is such a bitter ass Scorpio. What happened? They, that's how they be. That's how they be. They really do. Hey, ladies, stay the fuck away. What happened? He comes up with a song and he was like, tell Steve Harvey I don't want her. What? It's like Future. Grow the fuck up. That's also she disrespectful. Don't want you, and she don't want you. She has moved on to Bigger and Better with Michael Bay Jordan. Talking about... <laughs> And you know what? I just feel like it's very disrespectful and tacky. You have your whole new girlfriend and you on songs talking about tell Steve Harvey I don't want her. And then he said, tell Daz that's his new girl to make me some top ramen or some noodles. What? I don't get it. <laughs> it's tacky. It's tacky and tasteless. It's like at this point, you don't need to tell Steve Harvey a goddamn thing. We know future ain't no good. Old future. We know He's future too is old. ghetto. I'm going to tell Steve Harvey I don't want her. Bye. Bye, As bye, soon as bitch. I saw that, I'm like, that's typical future. Scorpio shit. It's typical future, too. Who's a Scorpio. Model Scorpio. But he's a sick motherfucker. They all are. They are. I'm not here to argue. They all are. I'm not here to argue. Um. Also, I saw on the news that on June 15th, California is dropping all of its capacity limits. That means no social distancing. No. Dead at the small, slight laugh. What? <laughs> no social distancing. <laughs> no social distancing. Mm-hmm. No um, limited capacity. Bitch, we're going all the way in. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel okay about it. Are you nervous? Anxious? Nope, not one bit. I'm ready. Same. I'm ready. I'm not even going to lie and say I'm not. I've been ready. I've been ready. I don't have any anxiety about being outside because honestly, truly, I've been outdoors. I've been outdoors to some like capacity, although it hasn't been like full balls to the wall. Baby, I've been there as, as long as y'all let me and I'm coming. <laughs> That's how I've been rocking for the last few months. So I'm excited to get back to whatever normal is going to look like um, going well, forward. It's going to look like normal because there ain't going to be no capacity limits now. I mean, as long as they don't get to asking for no vaccination shit. Well, some people, some places are going to ask for either vaccine, vaccination card or, or negative uh, COVID. Ooh, what the fuck? Or a negative COVID test. I'm coming with a negative test all day. Yeah, test me. Test me, okay? Put um, the handcuffs on me, your honor. But I don't have any anxiety about outside being open at all. Open it and I will be there. <laughs> I'll be outside. <laughs> I'm ready. Open it and I will be there. Honestly, when I was out in Arizona this past weekend, you could already go into the stores without your mask. Oh, you know, Arizona been ahead of the curve. They were like, if you fully vaccinated, you can come in without a mask. But the thing is, how do they know? They don't know. They're just leaving it up to God. Yeah. In his hands, in his palm. I'm. We was all up in there with no mask. Like, you know, backed up, ready to act up vibes. Y'all said that? No, but that's how we was acting. Oh, I'm like the saying of that. That's how we were acting. Um... I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, California is open. And I know some people have anxiety, but um, I'm not one of those people. 
So we're going to see what happens. I can already tell that the summer is going to be live and direct because it has already been live and it has already been direct. Yeah, flyers are already floating, talking about we outside, like parties that say we outside. I'm like, okay, we're ready. The theme party. That's the, the post pandemic. We outside? Yeah, we outside. The post pandemic parties. We're ready, baby. We got robbed last year, so we're ready to take back everything the devil What stole. I need to do is knock the dust off of me <laughs> <laughs> because I was dancing in the mirror the other day and I hit a move. I said, now, what the fuck what are did you doing? you do, Dougie? No, not the Dougie. That always is sturdy. <laughs> I did something that looked weird, and I said, you cannot do that shit in public. I don't know what it was, but it looked stupid. <laughs> Dead at practicing the moves. I wasn't even practicing. I was just listening to music, dancing. And, you know, sometimes you do stump, something. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. That, no, not that one. That is stupid. Not that one. Um, But. <laughs> what? What sent me a meme? <laughs> <laughs> the reference. Y'all, that is funny. It says, when the homie had me as a reference. And then it's Tupac on the phone with a joint talking about, yes, that he was a star. Tupac, that's I mean, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. God damn, what am I talking about? Yes, he was a star employee. Right. It's funny. We'll put it on story. I'll get you up watch. every time. You can watch it. Um, Speaking of watching, would you be watching the Soldier Boy versus uh, Bow Wow versus? You know what? I just seen today that they this is official. It's official. I was under the radar, so I missed it. So yeah. when is it happening? They haven't set a date yet, but they're going to have to wrap these verses up because like it's we just said, we outside. Ain't yeah. nobody got time to be sitting in front of a phone. It's going down, but But hopefully basement. this is on a one. This is on a day where I'm not doing anything because Soulja Boy and Bow Wow, what a motherfucking time to be alive. And what an error. I was <laughs> kiss me through the phone. Bro, somebody had received something on Instagram. They have us posting a video of a gift or something they got, and they had thank you playing in the background, playing as a music. What's the gift? Wait, thank you. I want to thank you for making me who I am, oh, putting no. me where I need to be, <laughs> for the opportunity to do my thing in this industry. That was so bootsy. Like, Bow Wow, <laughs> stop. He was young, though. He was very young. I'm excited. Okay, who do you have? Soldier Boy or Bow Wow? Hashtag Bow Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to take it. I'm going to have to I was there. I was Shaw and Moss's wife. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> Everybody all, loved Bow Wow. Yeah. Shaw Gregory loved. Moss. To Everybody exact. loved I knew Bow his wow. birthday. I think his birthday is March 9th. Is it? Or something. <laughs> Everybody, every young girl loved Bow Wow. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm team Bow Wow. Soldier so. Boy was never like the nigga that I loved, but he definitely had and some. Bops. Yeah. Crank that and yeah, all definitely. that other stuff. Kiss and me to the be phone. completely honest, we were much older. By the time Soldier came out? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have our bros. We were colored. way older. Like 17, 18. Yeah. 17, 18? I, I was already dating somebody. I was already like 18. Don't say dating because you were dating somebody in the fourth grade. You're right. <laughs> I actually, maybe it was a little bit younger, a little, a tad bit. I remember you. Maybe I was a little bit younger. I don't we know. weren't in the twelfth grade. Like eighteen, I feel like it was the summer before turning eighteen. It was the summer two thousand and one. Oh, before the drama begun, when we first met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see you broke down, looking a mess. What he said? He was broke down, crying, crying a mess. mess. So, so I interfered. interfered. 
I, I asked like what's you. the reason for tears. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll start with your name. What's the reason for tears? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going Team Bow Wow for sure. Team Bow Wow. We're going to tap Team in and Bow let y'all know. Because that really takes me back to Scream Tours. Like, Yes. Girl, I remember that. I said, little Bow Wow. You, you just don't know. The way you move so fast across the floor. I mean, you run through my mind like all the time to the point where I just want to take you home. Okay. Now, remember, there was a little photo in the, in album, the album cover. Folded up. The green when he had on the white. It was actually Beware of the Dog. I think no, maybe I think they did, he it did it for both. Both albums. That's the same. Yeah. Maybe it was done multiple albums. The green albums. one, I remember, he looked fine as fuck. And you that just open that up wall. and then a poster, boop. You know, that was all the rage. The word up. Yeah, all the rage. Yeah. Ooh, child. Yeah. Bow Wow was a mood. In a, in a vibe. Big mood. Yeah. I wanted to fuck him as a child. No, you did not. Don't say that. <laughs> you did not want to fuck. You just wanted to be his boo boo. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even know what. No, they I were. didn't. I didn't. No, but just, I was attracted. You just liked him. I was attracted to him. Little Wayne was my boo boo. He really was. But you know, I also had a boyfriend named Wayne, and it was just my way of putting the posters up on the wall and being like, mm. "You know who was my boo?" That I'm ashamed to admit. Lil Zane. What glove, Lil Zane? No, he was cute. Who? What happened to him? I don't know. Cisco. Oh my God! Yeah, sis, going, and my um papa was like, "You got that gay man on your wall." I'm like, "Hey, hey." <laughs> the Cisco. Cisco, I loved him. Remember that song? I was, I mean, she was eating a banana. I was looking at her, Who thinking she free gay. Well, that was Cisco. See, you probably wasn't on no, that. No, no, I remember that song, but that was Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We gonna play it in a car headed home. Okay. So what else is T? Um, lastly, Nick Cannon, Mm. we were talking about Future, Nick Cannon is now being called Future in a turban, (laughs) (laughs) because he has all these kids. Oh, Lord. Is he polyamorous? Like, what is going on? That's what I hear. He's actively. Yeah, poly poly. or like open relationship. Yeah. He has his seventh child on the way. But I wanted They're to all, They've out. all been born like in this last two years, three years. Yeah. Well, he had with the, the exemption of the twins with by Mariah. Mariah. But he has like a five month old, another set of twins. All of them, girl. I can't even keep up with them. All these kids. And they lo- and people are like, yeah, he can afford them. Okay, I get it. But at the same goddamn time, why are you making me a single parent? Because you can't be with all these kids at the same goddamn time. But they're okay with it. The women are okay with it. Obviously. Because they know what's popping. Brandon Whip just hopped in. So what the fuck? Well, I'm going to need a nanny to be allotted into the child. I'm pretty sure he, he probably gets them what they need. Okay. Well, Needs are met. If they like it, I love it. But damn. I'm I like, okay. Um, Nick Cannon. It's sick all around. It's sick all across the board. Sick, sick, sick across the board. It's zero out of ten. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the tea for this week. That's the tea. That's that. What else we got going on? Last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually wrapped up our Moms Making It Happen series, and we chatted with our good homegirls of Good Moms, Bad Choices, Erica and Mila. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically just talking to them about being sex-positive can of moms. Um, 
they really just were vulnerable with us, sharing their story and motherhood and um, being the honest homegirls that we love. Thank y'all for not sugarcoating the shit that is sometimes raggedy. So <laughs> we appreciate that, honestly, yeah. truly, because as women without kids, it's nice to um, chat with women who have kids and just hear the honest stories because sometimes we don't see that. We don't. So, um, yeah. We Always appreciative uh, appreciative of the ones who keep it real. Mm-hmm. Two Virgils. So, um, before we get into our new series, we're going to have today's episode, which is an episode with Brie Hall. Hey, Brie. This was a great conversation. Um, Brie is a YouTuber content creator she's a motivational speaker health and wellness advocate she's all of the things and in this episode we specifically talk about um being a content creator and how that has affected her life yeah pros and cons of being an influencer or like you said a content creator how Mm -hmm. it impacts mental health and wellness um it was a really great conversation so if you've ever been inspired or wanted to be an influencer this is definitely Something that you want to listen to. Brie drops tons of gems um, about the platform and the media that she medium that she has. For sure. So let's just get right into it. Yeah, let's go. Hi, we are reporting live. <laughs> just kidding hey y'all so today we're here with brie hall hey brie hey y'all i'm so happy to be here we're so happy to have you so let's give brie a brief intro she's a makeup artist an influencer content creator black beauty advocate skincare guru philanthropist she's everything she She does it all so podcast host yes we're so excited to have (laughs) brie here with us to talk all things influencing in mental health so brie welcome to the show thank you for chatting with us today yeah thank y'all for having me um and you know that wonderful introduction i feel like a a jill of all trades (laughs) (laughs) you are doing all of this let our audience know um more about yourself and how you got here your journey Oh, absolutely. So my journey is both intentional and accidental, uh, I would say. So I would say I've been recording and documenting things things since I was a child, actually. So uh, my mom got me back back in the day when when the Barbie video camera first came out. I couldn't oh, get yes. anything. I was like, I'm gonna have a cooking show, <laughs> have an art show, then I'm gonna have a show show. You know, <laughs> and I think that's kind of where things started. I was always fascinated with. Uh, I think the the general theme of things I enjoy is taking something that is mundane or average or or just something you'd see in everyday life and turning it into something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to not be able to attribute all of the things I'm interested in into like one umbrella, but I think that's the closest thing. So, you know, I started out writing, you know, poetry and, and doing art. I went to performing arts, middle school, all that good stuff. And of course, you know, uh, Jamaican mother said, oh, all right, for high school, when they start looking at your grades and everything, you don't have to do that STEM, girl. So, <laughs> so then I ended up going to like magnet STEM program, but was still sneaking and doing all my art stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and where it all started for me was I started having, which I think, you know, we more about today, but artist block mm-hmm. and 
so I hosted a request contest on Facebook where I asked people like, hey, comment what you want to see me draw or paint. And the one that gets the most likes by the end of Saturday night, I, Sunday morning, I'll have a, a speed portrait out for y'all. Wow. That I would literally film and edit <laughs> in that in that little period of time. Wow. And yeah. And then that contest got so big on Facebook that I started getting a lot of strangers and stuff requesting me from other schools and other states. I was like, I need a way to show this in a way that's not compromising my personal Facebook page mm -hmm. anymore. So I made a YouTube channel. Because at that time, YouTube was really, you know, just just beginning to bud and starting to have more diverse things. Mm -hmm. So then those drawings started going a little more viral. And I was like, who are you people? Like the, mm -hmm. like the uh, Patrick on SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was going viral and I hadn't shown my face. I was just doing speed portraits with my hands. So then finally, you know, I turned 18 and was like, all right, I'm going to show my face since my mom can't tell me I can't do cute. this. Cute. No well, that's cute. The reveal, the her. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the her. I feel yeah. like that really works. We should have took that approach. Not letting anybody <laughs> see the bitch's faces and then hmm, this is who it was the whole time. Was. <laughs> And, and don't listen to me, kids. Look, I, I was one of those kids where I would just go, like, if it was something I knew wasn't super threatening, I would just go do it. And then be like, oh, it's too late now. Yeah. I'm gonna find out. Like, oh, it's too late. That's me. The piercing's already there. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, all the tattoos. You know, tattoos are already there. Like, <laughs> it's done. Like, Is that another one? Like, exactly. Okay, you're yeah, doing girl, what you want to like, do. They make, they make cover up makeup now if I need to. I'm right, like, right. I'm on it, but. <laughs> So yeah, I, I finally decided, all right, I'm gonna show my face. And I had just gone natural at that time. So people were like, girl, drop the hair routine, drop the drop the skincare, the makeup. So I was like, ooh, let me make a separate channel. So I was just gonna make one hair video and make that like the go-to where I just drop the link when people ask. But then that video got so many requests going forward. So I was like, oh, I'll just fulfill this one. And mm -hmm. I wasn't taking it seriously. But then after a while I started realizing I actually enjoy uh, mm. the hair and makeup content as well. It's another form of art to me. And yeah, then the rest is kind of history from there, y'all. Like, You know, and people oh. be dying to get big on YouTube and you just did it. Mm -hmm. Like they die to yeah. build a following. I mean, I've never started a YouTube mm -hmm. channel, but that that's like the podcasting world now. Like everybody had a YouTube I tried. channel. Yeah. You know, I had one video that got 50,000 views. I was like, I'm on my fucking way. I'm on my way. I know the one it was. It was the two braids video. The wash video. and go. No, it was oh, the wash and go. The two braids got a lot of... the wash and go? Yeah. Oh, you fumbled the bag. Like, <laughs> the wash and go went viral. But you know what happened? Let me tell you. Out? Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. I got kind of discouraged because I had finally reached the point where you can monetize, mm -hmm. right? But I yeah. had copyrighted music because I had... um. Mr. Easy on there. Really? And they told Aww. me I wasn't going to make any coin from it because I had that song. And I'm like, this fucked me up. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck YouTube. <laughs> fuck this. And some of the videos, <laughs> I I was pumped off of that, off of those 50,000 views. So I was like, let me do another video of my favorite products. That one didn't go too well. I said, <laughs> forget I it. I can't. It's the so hard. <laughs> yes. It's the algorithm. Yeah. Oh. And oh, they don't like what you experience is real because when I started out, I was, I was real alternative on YouTube using all the little SoundCloud mashups and all that. <laughs> and then it'd be an unsigned artist, right? No copyright. 
and then I'm getting notifications like three, four years after the video, like, hey, we're going to stop monetizing this now <gasps> because they're signed to mm -hmm. Atlantic or they're signed to Universal now. So, yeah, no more money for you. And I'm just like, uh, I don't think it should be like that if it yes. wasn't copywritten when I used it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Period. And once right, it's all right, like fused together, you can't separate it, huh? You would have to re-upload mm -hmm. the video. Yeah. And then you won't have all those views. It's not worth I it. I might re-upload some of my content. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Just but like, well, no. Nah. I feel like that's the authenticity of the video too, like the sound. But mm -hmm. luckily, I don't think they stripped the sound off any of mine because that's that's the ones where I'd be like, yeah, you don't have to do me like that, right? That is yeah, so it takes now a they lot. Just take the revenue. Mm -mm. Yeah. When they said they were taking the revenue, I was shook. I said, this isn't the space for me because <laughs> I can't be making original content, original beats. <laughs> Like you I can't. Oh, I was like, you were making beats. No, but you was, couldn't be. I couldn't be. I was having Jeff send me his beats, but you know, it hits different when it's like a popular song. It was just yeah. craziness. It, does. it was crazy. Yeah. But you know, some some uh, influencers and stuff do that as a tactic, right? So they will, like, I noticed. Um, I'll give you one example. Elle Mills on YouTube, she will use like in one video, like three, four copywritten songs. And you'll see the copyrights on the in the little drop down, but she knows that certain things will go viral. So some YouTubers will mm. like let a video or two slide to grow their audience. Mm. And then use non-copyrighted stuff like the next three, four videos. Or another thing people do is they'll like start a Patreon. So like, hey, I wanna keep making content in the way that feels authentic to me. And since YouTube is probably gonna demonetize it, um, especially when people wanna, you know, curse and i mean you can still get monetized with cursing but like you know mm -hmm. do talk about dark topics or sensitive content or mm -hmm. whatever people will do like a patreon and be like hey if y'all want more content like this come on over to Patreon. join me know, over there come over and just drop drop some coins and support <laughs> me you know okay that's a cheat code use the that's popular the music go viral and then switch it up yeah you have to learn some and tactics these days but i feel like the algorithm might Still fuck you. So speaking of the algorithm, like, do you ever get discouraged from content creating with the al algorithm? Because I know, like, there was this whole thing where a lot of the super big YouTubers, like, their whole world got shook. And if that's your form of mm -hmm. living, you know, that's your check. How has that ever affected you? And if so, like, how did you deal with that? Oh, all the time, all mm -hmm. the time. Uh, you know. What I say all the time is people will say, oh, don't care what people think, don't care about the views, don't care about the... I am human, <laughs> and I think everybody that makes this content, I mean, I, I think I know, unless they're aliens, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> but like, no, they're, they're, they're human, right? And so literally, I think that it's almost impossible not to care about that kind of stuff. And also a lot of brands and things that wanna work with you, look at your engagement consistency. Mm -hmm. I actually just spoke about this on my video I dropped yesterday, like how sometimes there's so much pressure to stay in a box on, on social media where the algorithm just, just dumps you out of the algorithm. If you do something even remotely different from yeah. your usual content or anything different. And I told them, I was like, hey, one thing I realized is the new community will come. You know, mm -hmm. it, it may not be the same size. It may be bigger. We never know. But I said, uh, misery is living in a box that doesn't represent you in totality, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I say, yeah, sure, you might lose views, you might lose followers, you might lose all these things when you switch up the program a little bit or you do more of what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. But I told people, I said, it's also, it's not just a loss game. You're attracting the audience that best fits you because there might be people out there looking for the things that you want to create but are too scared to because of the thoughts of the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And that you might have been everything they've been needing, you know? So I've been trying to think about it more in that that lens. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great advice. You know, um, personally, when when the algorithm is down, we're small fish. Okay, <laughs> we're very small fish. So when the all the algorithm gets the fucking shit up. We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's nothing being posted because the interaction, the engagement is not there. And honestly, it sort of like weighs on our, I don't want to say self-worth, but it makes us feel shitty, you know, like Your confidence, confidence, the confidence goes down when this happens to you. Do you feel like it weighs on your mental health or are you just like, okay, off the shoulder, we just going to try again tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. It weighs on me because um, my biggest thing, I've ranted about this before, <laughs> even to my audience, and my audience will rant about it as well, even like not getting notified is mm. a big issue mm-hmm. that I've dealt with where like people be like, yo, I've been subscribed to you since 2015 and I'm not, I didn't get notifications for three months. Like, mm. I thought you were taking a break and you weren't. Mm. And I'd be like, I'd be ready. Luckily, my followers <laughs> would be ready to square up with me mm-hmm. and they'd be at like YouTube headquarters virtually like, excuse Period. me. <laughs> We need but, the content. Um, so I think that always helps. Yeah, like I don't feel alone in in the process because my followers definitely feel the same frustration because mm-hmm. they want to see it. And I think my biggest frustration be like, hey, I worked really hard to you know create content and and I've got all my subscribers organically. Mm-hmm. I said I, as much as I want to collab and do all these things, I was living in an area before this where there wasn't a lot of YouTubers, you know, so collabs weren't very much an option for me. I wasn't in a big big huge city so i i got here pretty much with no no cosigns no nothing so i i said i don't care about new engagement you know like sure that would be great but i was like i just want the audience that i've that i've earned Mm -hmm. that who who's like literally taking the time out to press subscribe Mm -hmm. to just get their notification if they choose not to watch that's that's their prerogative right that's like the bare minimum so that that'd be weighing on me like oh i spent hours on this and the people that want to see it aren't getting the newsletter, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't play with me. I'm sitting up here. Literally. I spent all these hours into this. I need people to get the shit. Period. <laughs> Period. Okay. Like, what is happening? That's yes. how we be feeling I like all that. Like that. I put a meme up of a dude in a ski mask with his fingertips pressed together. And I said, I literally put on my community page, we're getting to this Millie one way or another. And everybody was just on board. They got what I meant. I said, one way or another, we getting there. Period. Period. Mob mentality. (laughs) Mob mentality, for real. Taking it down. The gang, the family, like we about to be out here. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you've been doing this for years. You have... 787 YouTube subscribers, hundreds of thousands on Instagram. Um, Do you ever feel like anxious about possibly running out of ideas or content? Because I know when we were doing this podcast, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I didn't foresee having this many episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whenever we do our little 20 episodes or whatever, I didn't even have a number, but I just didn't imagine it being 180, whatever it is right now. And every time we keep coming with an episode, I'm like, bitch, I'm shook and surprised. And then I point up and I'm like, 
It's only by his grace. I'm surprised that the ideas keep coming and flowing. So, like, do you ever feel like you have a creative block or do you ever get nervous or anxious about being creative and constantly coming up with new, exciting, fresh ideas? Ooh, um, I, I definitely do go through creative blocks, but they only I, I'm, I'm very self-aware. Right. So I know mm. that these creative blocks only come when I'm trying to please people, mm. you know what I mean? Or when I'm trying to, uh, when I care too much about, again, like the numbers, the engagement, all these things, and I, I forget to, to continue being human, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So when I tap out of my humility, my humanity, and I think of myself as an influencer, that's when shit just hits the fan. And I, I started thinking, and that's why I think, this this going to be some candid shit, but like influencers at the top of their game start stealing. <laughs> I think that's why that happens. <laughs> they stop being human yeah. after a while and they become these machines. So I think it's important to make sure that you are present when you're when you're at your nine to five or when you are at the park or when you're at the grocery store. Be present in all those moments. Stay in touch with your social circles because mm. life is the biggest influencer, right? Mm. Of you know, I have new experiences every day and that's something new to think about or talk about. And I notice when I lose touch with myself, that's when I get afraid of not having ideas. But then I go back in my journal and I said journaling helps me a lot too, where um, I can reflect on both my day, what's going on in the world and and just staying up to date with reading and all these new things. There's a, a million things I want to do that I haven't done and I said, so that should be all the topics <laughs> that I have left to talk about. Mm-hmm. Bitches need to write down some shit. Yes. We keep saying we need to journal <laughs> some more. I know. I, today it dawned on me. I said, no, Brittany, you really need to get into your practices. Like mm-hmm. actually doing the shadow work that we're talking about. Devo- daily devotional. Listening to the Abraham Hicks. Whatever it is, I need to actually Tap do into it consistently. It. But yes. you said something, Brie, that stuck out. You said like stand in contact with your social circles. Mm-hmm. How have you maintained like your friendships that I probably have your friendships that probably have seen a shift um, with your new like lifestyle, I guess, because I see a lot of influencers and I think to myself, I'm like, where were your friends before you were an influencer? Like, I don't know if it's just for social media that you only post your influencer friends, but I'd be thinking, this looks fake as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. you're mean to tell me you don't have one friend that you still gang gang with in the midst of all this. Like, your only friends are influencers now? Like, how does that work for you? See, I have the opposite problem. I was like, dang, I just want... Now, of course, now I have some, but I was like, dang, I just want, like, a like at least one ride-or-die influencer friend <laughs> just so I can relate on some stuff. Yeah. My mm. issue is, like, every time I'm like, yes, I got new, like, even some even more cool friends and da 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 they always be in other professions. Like, they're still artists in some way, mm-hmm. mind you, but, like, like, for example, I just had a beautiful little dinner and I realized, oh, crap, everybody here is, like, a, a writer. Like, you know, like, they write scripts or they do, you know, mm-hmm. other things. And I'm like, dang, I mean, y'all are influential as hell, though. But, like, yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to, like, m- you know, meet up with just another YouTuber and, like, feel that. But I'm very big on authenticity. Yeah. And so it's and – and I'm also not a social climber, right? If I was a social climber, I told people I'd have fake pranks on my channel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? i do, like, the – the popular I, okay, little shit. <laughs> this is a real life experience. I was chilling with some influencers a long time ago, and 
I remember somebody stopped me and said, hey, girl, hold on. Um, so-and-so about to do a lyric prank on me. Uh, so I, you know, I need to, and I was like, wait, aren't those supposed to be like, aren't you not supposed to know? And she's like, girl, that didn't just to be fake. I was like, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> <amazing>. um, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, there are a lot of ways I could have been at a million followers by now or, mm -hmm. you know, posting people. But I, I feel like whoever you post is a reflection on yourself and, um, yeah, I haven't. I've posted to just a select few people, but some of them I've been talking to virtually for years before we even met. And then, you know, the day we met, it's just like, oh, like a casual little story moment mm -hmm. or something. But yeah, I still have like all my friends still ten toes down. You know, of course, there was a few people that like. It's weird. I haven't changed very much as a person. I've set more firm boundaries, but. My personality at its core, of course, I've matured, but mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same according to like the people that I, I'm cool with from like 10 years ago, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that some people around you are going to change in relation to your following. And I think that's something I wasn't prepared for is other people changing around me mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. um, you know, treating me different. That's something I don't think anyone's truly prepared for. Yeah, you know, um, and that I think that's one of the hardest things. Like I had to go through a a, a friendship breakup, mm. like a like a childhood friendship breakup, and I think that's kind of everybody's kind of going through that. But it that yeah. hurts. Was <laughs> that worse than a, a romantic one? That friendship breakup, the catalyst of it was like you like stepping into this influencer world. Damn. Um. Yeah, and and the interesting thing is they would tell me you know you this uh this thing has like changed you and you mm -hmm. you don't uh have time for your friends no more and i said i had to say to the person like hey uh you're you're literally and i mean no disrespect you're the only friend who's told me this you know what i'm saying so can you give me some examples i'm always trying to commit to growth so i was like yeah. can you give me some examples mm -hmm that I can reference. You right. Know what I, mean? so I need examples. Period. That's how I am. Let a bitch know Let when me she's falling short. Yes. <laughs> Pop open the briefcase because I was like, Receipts. this is something I genuinely don't, I don't see it. And mm -hmm. I, frankly, I didn't agree because I was like, you know, this is something I'm actually like having other people commend. So yeah. I'm like, okay, wait, I'm a little, and I've had to point out to them like, hey, um, there are some things about me that are changing now that I'm an adult. And mm -hmm. I think that adulthood was getting confused with influencing, right? Mm -hmm. I said, I can't be pulling up, you know, with the hour's notice anymore. I do, like, I said, you know, like, I respect your schedule the same way. Like, we got to schedule things out a little more yeah. in advance. I said, I mean, if I'm in your neighborhood that's, and I just want to pop by, that's different. But, like, I, uh, there, every time that I missed something, I looked back, like, y'all know, I be trying to, like, make sure, you know, let me see if I was wrong first. Yes. Before, I, <laughs> before I get on, on your the, head. Go on the attack. Right. <laughs> before yes. I start getting petty. Yeah. So, yes. um, I went through, I went through so many text messages. I'm like, dang, every time we tried to meet up, I was honoring a commitment that somebody else and I had scheduled mm. days, weeks, mm. months in advance, mm -hmm. right? I had a family member having surgery and was like, no, girl, I can't go out. But you, you're more than welcome to come to the family house because they, they love you. Period. So, yeah. Pull up. Come on by. They didn't pull up, and they and the, the, those were days. And then I went on a vacation, and they're like, "See that you were fake because you didn't do this." And I'm like, "But I had that vacation planned four months in advance, mm. like, right?" That's what I'll be saying. I just need. I I say, girl, I always make time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Period. But, we, but I'm big on that. So I think that's been one of the issues. Is just like 
people will change around you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I'm not going to be made to be something that I'm not. Right. Yeah. That I know I'm not. You know, because I, I told her, I was like, bruh, there are people that live three times as far as you from me that I've seen three times as much as you. And that be the T. <laughs> so you got to like, remind they ass. It's like, yeah. hold on. You're not mm-hmm. being a great friend to me. I've gone through a, a friendship breakup myself with a close childhood friend. And it still is difficult mm-hmm. to this day because, you know, you don't really see yourself not being in relationship with these people and it fucking sucks and it is even harder yeah. being the person who's doing a lot of the giving 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 and then the other person just mm-hmm. doesn't reciprocate and it's just a tough yeah. tough feeling so i definitely feel where you're coming from because girl these bitches mm-hmm. be getting out of line and then i'll be right there to <laughs> get you... them back together yeah <laughs> i was gonna ask like did you notice uh was their absence overwhelming? Because I saw a tweet recently where they said, have any of y'all um, basically had a breakup with a best friend and realized you never had a best friend? And I was like, oh. Mm, well, oh now okay. that was T. Whoa, okay, whoa. so if we going to get into it, let's get into it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. No, no, no. Because we were childhood friends. You already know, you Mm -hmm. know, we grew up together. So I feel like as you mature, the relationship change changes and everyone has to equally put in the effort. The relationship literally will not thrive if both parties are not actively putting in energy. Right. So I felt like best friend had just become the title because the work, it wasn't being done. It was just me like I'm pulling up. She her her life became starkly different from mine she became a mother she became a wife Mm -hmm. um I was still a single woman no children and our lives were different but I was always finding ways to compensate and make myself available like girl I'll pull up on you Mm -hmm. I'll be there with you and the kids I'll take the kids so you can go out with your husband just making myself you know a resource to her because that's how I am in my friendship you feel me that's how I am in my friendships right and there were so many times where I would just be asking for support, like pull up to this if you want to, not not even any pressure. And when I would ask for her to be accountable when she didn't do those things, it was like, she, these are her words. I'm feeling attacked and I cannot, um, I don't want to justify my the place that I am in my life anymore and just not taking accountability for not honoring mm. the, commitment. the commitment, you know, and not being a good friend. And that like a few years back it's already been almost two years that we haven't spoken I was like you know what this is more painful for me to be in it because I'm a very emotional person and relationships are very important to me and it was like dragging me by my labia and I'm like I don't want to be dragged I just don't want to be pulled by my labia anymore and I'm just gonna have to respectfully bow out because I need these lips I I actually need them so you know it's been it's been what it's gonna be and if the Lord sees fit to bring us back together, then we'll see what's popping. But until yeah. then, protect protect your space. It, peace is protect being protected. Peace. Okay, peace is being protected. Protect your peace, queen. But yes, on to something else. I'm talking about my coochie lips. So, Bree, you are an influencer, right? What does influencing mean to you? Like, we had a conversation with uh, another influencer, and she was like, "I really hate the word." Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and 
also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met. But with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing to help me with this. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen, this is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language, teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls. Starting with words then phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent, giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance and for the woman on the move whether you're on your desktop or using the app Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life they have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline meaning you can learn anytime anywhere and I have a secret for you 
For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership at 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's your time to shine, Buki, and Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious, chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Y'all, no more grocery shopping, no more chopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant-quality goodness made with fresh, high-quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved so you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week and you can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy so I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor Meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious, healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormeals.com bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right, you heard me, I said 50% off. So go to factormeals.com bravado50 and use code bravado50 do not miss out sis influencer like that's the easiest way to label it but she's like i'm a content creator and i'm like girl you are yeah so like do you do how do you feel about like the term influencer and like what does that mean to you um i feel like it's corny mm. well because i feel like all right i'd be on my high horse a little bit because i am an artist first i think mm-hmm. that's really i don't even know i used to even say the same thing i think that was like the rule of thumb thing a lot of people say that's been in the space a while but i'm like no nah, i don't even feel like i'm a content creator or curator mm. i feel like i'm an artist and the reason i say and that i'm is sensitive about my shit period <laughs> period <laughs> it's because the thing i i acknowledge is art is something that's been with me since i was two years old and the reason I feel different, I feel like there are people that's in this space for the money. There's There are people that's in it for free stuff and clout and all these things. Mm. And there are people that once the numbers drop and slip and things like that, they're going to just stop. Mm. You know what I mean? They're going to go to work a different job and, and the creating is done. It's never done for me. Like Ooh. this this runs through my veins. Bars. This is something that has gotten me through 
all of like hardship, everything. When no one was looking, this is what I was doing. So now that people are looking, that's not changing very much for me. So that's mm -hmm. like that's why I'm sensitive about my shit too. Cause right. when I see like a concept, like I remember when I was just coming up to, I see some of my concepts with big, big creators mm -mm. on their page and they're things like, I'm one of those make it work type of people too. So mm -hmm. like, if I ain't have the fancy camera yet or the fancy lighting or the editing stuff, whatever, I was going to make shit shake with what I had on hand. Too. Right. I even remember like the first big incident of being like copied as an influencer too was like, I, I was doing this lipstick video and I had, I was already in college at the time. I was like, you know what? I don't have no, no fancy editing software to do the transitions I want. So I'm gonna just, I have solo cups. You know, for for when we have little parties. And, yeah, the red cup. Or whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So I had the the actually no my solo cups. I think it was blue. Okay, right? the crip so, kind, the the crip low <laughs> cups. Girl. Oh my, the, the low cups. Yeah. So I, I literally was like doing the. I had this idea again because like when you're just a naturally creative person, you just start things come to mind when mm -hmm. you touch an object. It's like, hmm. All right, I think I know what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. So. I was like, all right, I'm going to drop the lipsticks in the cup, pretend to take a sip, and then my lip mm. color is going to change. Okay, yeah, yeah you are real. Creator. <laughs> and then I saw a influencer, creator, whatever, with a million followers do oh. a sponsored video with a blue solo cup doing that exact transition throughout the video. And I'm sitting here like, that's when I get sensitive. When I do something Super original. Well, it was out of poverty and it was out of getting <laughs> creative with what I had on hand. And you over here in a mansion mm. taking this concept and, mm. and people are like, oh, this is so creative, this is that. And you got the same color cups and everything. And I'm just like, yo, like, mm. I didn't have what you have. So this is where that idea was born. Right. So then it feels extra like, ooh, I'm about to. But that's how I know I'm not going to run out of ideas, y'all, because I haven't yet. And <laughs> you won't. Said, but one thing I said, the blueprint. You know, we'll never, never run out of uh, out of things to create. Period. As I said it's the people that that be taking concepts that's gonna be in trouble when they get blocked. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what? That's very true. Because people, if you're constantly looking for something to copy, once you don't have anybody to copy off anymore, then you're gonna be stuck between mm -hmm. a rock and a hard place. Like I don't have anybody to pull my content off. Yeah. Of. So and the audience gonna be confused. Girl, what happened to your shit? It yeah. Used to be so popping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got caught. <laughs> I got caught. That's what happened. Um, I was watching a video the other day about like, <clears throat> oh, it was Jackie Aina about the common mis um, yes. misperceptions of influencers or content creators. Like, I I I found myself being guilty because in the past I've seen people that have large followings and they have brand deals and automatic automatically assume bag big mm. bag they must have it. You know they have the numbers. Mm. They have the partnerships, um, but that's not always the case. So what are some common mm -hmm. misperceptions that you want to shut the fuck down about being in the space that you're in? Mm. Ooh, uh, there's so many. Um, the number one thing, uh, this might sound kind of obvious, like I said earlier, but we are human beings with like, I said, sometimes I just want to come on my, I actually had this real idea y'all this week. I was like, what if I come on my channel with my little, like I have the little clip on finger thing that shows your heart rate. I'd be like, yeah. some of y'all ain't know. There's a beat. There's a beat. There's like, a heartbeat. I, I'm sensitive, but no, I'm just kidding. Like literally, I, I think that's something that's a, a misconception. And the, 
I saw this quote somewhere and I for I forget where I saw it. I'm so mad. Like, but it was like the more fame you acquire, the less humility people see in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so true because mm-hmm. I've gone through that thing where friends or family will, of course, I, I, you know, got on all the cases like, don't you do that. Right. But uh, we'll stop hitting you up and be like, oh, I just assumed you were busy or I didn't invite you because I assumed you were busy. Mm-hmm. Or when I've had this big issue, this gets to me, y'all. I'm not even going, I'm not even going to cap right <laughs> now. The, the thing that that really like makes me so fucking mad is when... I won't hear from somebody for months that I was actually pretty cool with. And it's just like, I, it's like, I, I feel bad, but I just anticipate it already. And it's like, Hey Brie, I just started this business. And Can I you just, post me? Or I yeah. have an archive of text messages like that. Sometimes I shouldn't be sharing all my little ideas, but whatever. <laughs> Sometimes I'm going to, I, I want to just take a compilation of maybe the last year or two's worth of messages and just crop people's names out mm-hmm. and like any super identifying, like if the business has a name, crop it out mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, this is what my, my text chats look like now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and even if it is a, how are you, they barely wait for me to say how I am. Right. How are you doing? Can you think <laughs> so, you can post me on your story? I know. <laughs> You know that's my mama. Yeah. She be waiting for somebody to blow her up. Don't she, do her like go, that. Not in a tea. Not you know, no, no, no. You know how she gets down. She's like a let's mm-hmm. get together. Let's do what we gotta do. Girl. And then ooh, that brings me to another misconception. Um, sometimes that people will literally get on, especially like black women in the influencer space or whatever, and say, Oh, I need you to start supporting more black businesses and they're downing them and doing all this talking crazy in the comments, right? Tell me why uh, a lot of people don't know that larger influencers are black businesses. So by demeaning them, you're actually not in the process of not supporting a black business. Mm. A lot of influencers have LLCs or S corps and they're literally a black business. They file taxes as a business because of the brand deals and stuff they do by law. It just makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not an LLC, they're a sole proprietor of their business. And right. Their way higher, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So like, Period. if you, if you like number one, see them as human, and number two, if there's somebody you really, really support, like their content, it's free. Watch their stuff, watch the ads, do that stuff because they literally are a black business, and they most of the time they're operating as just themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky or fortunate enough, when you get big enough, you can pay an assistant a part-time or full-time salary, but most people don't Goals. have that, and they're doing seven people's jobs to bring you this three, four-minute video. Multiple hats are being <laughs> yes. worn. Hella hats. Us. We be Hella hats. And you oh know what? Gosh. You know Stats. what's calling out for the support is really key because a lot of the times people are, like, more willing to support when you're small and kind of, like, on mm-hmm. the same level as them or not too ahead of them. But as soon as you reach mm-hmm. the point where people say they're rooting for you to reach – the support falls mm-hmm. off. The nasty comments start coming in. People Ooh. say, you know what? This okay. really had pissed me off. Our mm-hmm. friend uh, Ty over at Purple and Prosper, she makes skincare products mm-hmm. and body mm-hmm. products. And um, she has her, she sells her products online, and she also puts her products inside of retailers. Someone, and lately she's been selling out in like minutes. minutes. Retailer, yeah. she's mm-hmm. been selling mm-hmm. out. Super happy for her. Mm-hmm. But someone slid into her damn DMs and gonna say, not even in the DMs, girl, in the comments. Like, oh, in the comments and say, 
you're getting up. I don't remember what it said verbatim, but basically like don't get too above yourself and forget about the people who were here from the beginning Ooh. because we can't even Ooh. go get our shit from the retailers. Yeah. Like, li- listen, I pray to be here. <laughs> Unfortunately, you didn't make it to the retailer in time. I am still a small oh, business yeah. making these products by motherfucking hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you other than pray and hope that you catch the next restock. But d- why? when people flip like that, it's like, if you've been here since the beginning and you see my journey, you should be happy, happy right for me. now. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. knock me and try to pull me down. Mm-hmm. So everybody who's supporting and us right here, y'all better not switch up. <laughs> that's a really good point because a lot, this is going to, this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but there are more people talking about this now than ever. I said, this is, we going to, we going to go there. Yeah, let's go. Take it there. There is a, there's a reason why famous people be killing themselves, y'all. There's mm-hmm. a reason why a lot of famous people are drug addicts. There is a reason why a lot of your favorite YouTubers get to a certain point and they start posting every two months, right? It gets dark, y'all. Mm-hmm. It gets very dark. The hatred sometimes starts outweighing the love. And again, these people have beating hearts, right? Um, Allison Stoner actually did a phenomenal video on YouTube uh, where she's talking about how you know she's now offering counsel and things to child stars because she did the a video about like the child star to um train wreck industrial mm. complex and she speaks about how you know she had to go to an audition at, at you know five six years old and act out a, a you know rape and and whatever scene and be like you know too much under a table crying and shaking mm-hmm. and then she said as she gets in the car she doesn't know how to regulate those emotions as a kid and she has to be smiling girl number 400 and something for a toy commercial. Now, an hour later, she's mm-hmm. going to another audition. Mm-hmm. And that's what getting to a certain point in influence is like. Uh, you are expected to snap back and, and regulate yourself and, um, and put on these fake smiles and things like that uh, on a regular daily basis. My calendar has two open days this, this month, right? Mm. So all of these days, no matter what's going on in my life, there are certain times I have to snap out of it. I have to get get to the business, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and then the love comments, and I'm talking about the, the heartfelt ones and the DMs and such, start to go down a bit because people assume you're not going to read it, yeah. you know? And, and don't get me wrong, it does get hard to get to everybody, right? But um, a lot of times, once you get to a certain stature, people start emotionally dumping on you and, and just... Mm. You know, uh, oh, Brie, like, like asking for money and things like that. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> get out of my goddamn pockets. <laughs> uh-uh. Get out of my pockets. Hell no. People will be you... like, hey, like, it'll be the first DM from someone. They'll be like, hey, sis, I've been watching you for years. So my GoFundMe right here. And it, and I'll get like, and I feel bad sometimes even when I think I've donated to a few of my followers GoFundMes. But if I don't recognize you in any way. Like, I know who my core mm-hmm. followers yeah. are, mm-hmm. especially on, like, Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram. I was like, I follow them back. So I know oh. who they are and how engaged they are. So I'm like, if I ain't never seen you or nothing. And right. you like, bro, I've been getting, like, 40 GoFundMes a week. It's not even a joke, bro. Oh. In, my, in, my, in my DMs. And so that's another common misconception is that we're just, like, these machines that are loaded with money. Mm-hmm. And we're businesses. So I've even been honest with some people and be like, hey, there's no information on your page. And, like. You know, you have to think of, sadly, you have to think of a, a influencer's Instagram or whatever, like like you would a, a storefront in a way, where it's like, you know, would Target 
put put this at the front of their glass shelves right. with no context or no validation of what's actually here. Mm-hmm. And even with small businesses, you have to come correct if you're trying to work with bigger influences because you're working with a, a business. Mm. So their teams might not get back to you because it's like, oh, you didn't even put a link to your website in here and you just said, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting some emails. <laughs> right. Hey, Chi- like, hey Chica. <laughs> like, sis, it's a business here. Oh, man, I've had friends and family, too, where they, like, will say, hey, my homegirl about to email you, and I'll, like, look out for it, and I'll be like, oh, hell no. Like, I'll look at the email and be like, hey, boo, uh, yeah, what, what's your rates? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sent from iPhone, no signature, and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know nothing. For what? Rates for what? Number right. one, like, what are you selling? Like, what? what's going on? Right. That's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of money, um, there was a conversation, especially last year, you know, during the height of the civil un- um, uprising and unrest mm-hmm. where the Black Lives Matter movement was happening or, or it, it was a lot of attention around black creative creators. And yep. there was conversation about there's always ongoing conversation about the disparity of, against black content creators and white content creators. Mm-hmm. And there being that just big difference. Have no you gap the, the gap? Can you speak to that? Like, have you experienced that, like, personally, firsthand, where you're offered X amount of dollars and a white creator is offered said amount of dollars? (laughs) 3X. What's that like as a black influencer? I haven't seen the paperwork. I don't know if y'all saw the episode of Insecure where Molly saw her check and was like, oh, and she saw her coworkers check by accident. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen the paperwork. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 Definitely. It's real. I've been offered some outrageous, outrageous rates. Okay. Like what people have to understand too is getting advertisement from an influencer is almost better. It's better than a commercial, right? Because mm-hmm. you're getting directly to the target audience that mm-hmm. you want. And at me personally, I don't really take on anything that I don't either a believe in, or even if it's something new, I'm like, let give me my standard is like, three weeks, three weeks minimum to try it out before I recommend this to anybody. Mm-hmm. And even with that, I'll put in disclaimers and say when I started trying it. So right. People know that. New here. <laughs> I just started. Yeah, but no, nah, I've experienced that. And um, what's sad but really interesting is I remember this one company. I'm going to get so candid, like numbers wise. They were going to pay me they were going to try to pay me $400. And at this point, I was like, I had like a quarter million followers at this point on, on YouTube. $400? $400 for a, for a full dedicated video to their product. And I'm like, oh, and you get free product too. And I was like, damn the nah. free product. I was like, I can't. And then if you think about if you were to do a small sitcom with commercials that reached a quarter, you know, quarter million people would you pay them $400 for that commercial? Absolutely mm. not. Influencers are, as a as a whole, I feel like are significantly underpaid. People see these wild rates and then they forget that like, yeah, we, we're not even touching the ad industry. Meanwhile, we are the, like more people are online now mm-hmm. on, on YouTube, et cetera, than on watching commercials. I don't for know about sure. you, I'll be muting commercials. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't watch them. They be louder, like, they be yelling at me and shit. I be muting them. Yeah. <laughs> and we record stuff and so watch weird. it later. So we rewind the. Fast forward the through commercials. the commercials. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was like, some commercials are good, but at the end of the day, when there's somebody you watch for a while, you trust their input, you tried other things they recommended, it was fire. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're more likely to engage. I, I see one of my homegirls I trust on YouTube say this wig popping. I'd be like, huh, adds to cart. You yes. Know what I'm so <laughs> that transfer rate is crazy. So um, I was like, absolutely not. Not now with and the quarter million was just on YouTube. Like it's not counting Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Pinterest, you know, right. all the other stuff. And uh, so I said, nah, like, and I, I guys, y'all are going to look at me like, what? Listeners, don't do not do this. <laughs> so I was like, can 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 y'all get it to, because I was in college too, so I, I need a little coin need for to, my, uh, right. my but. tuition, you know? So I was like, hey, can y'all, y'all do like 800? Like, uh, cause I, because I was like at a point where I was just like, I wasn't desperate, but I was also like, I can, I like this brand and I'm yeah. willing to, but I was like 400 just, that's a, that's disrespectful. Yeah. 800 was disrespectful too. <laughs> but we don't realize because, it in know, the moment. Yeah. Cause child, we done did some stuff. Uh, pennies on the dollar. Let me tell y'all a, <laughs> a year later, I had signed with a management agency and uh and that agency most of the agencies in the space at this time this was a couple many years ago was, uh was predominantly white owned right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this agency was owned by a white man and the same brand came back and they were like yeah i'm gonna throw the number out there too they said 15k what same brand same brand a, a year later literally probably less than a year later following had yes grown but Look at look at the difference, right? And then also, if you, you see? look at what white influencers are getting, they were blowing that out the water. They was doing like phew, people with less followers getting getting more. Yeah, yeah. That's really one reason why I'd be like, we need a manager. I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes when you have that management, that's white. Yeah, they do offer them bigger contracts and, yeah. and deals. Sick mm -hmm. motherfuckers. It makes me sick to my goddamn stomach. Yeah, but you know, every time I hear. You already know what I feel about this. Every time I like talk with other content creators or influencers, whatever you want to talk about, I'm just encouraging anybody else who's listening and they consider themselves a creative that there's money out there to get. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it it might feel like it's not because our confidence isn't as high yet to demand or self worth or self worth to demand what we want and and to ask for what we know we deserve. But mm -hmm. shoot your shot. Yeah. You know, and I'm speaking to when I'm saying that I'm speaking to myself, too. I'm speaking to whoever's listening. Like, it's just a matter of asking for what the fuck you want, because nigga, if they want to fuck with you, they going to give they going to find a way to get it to you. And they got the money to give. They have it for sure. That's what I have to remind myself. Yeah, they have the money oh, to they give. Do. They have huge budgets. Oh, and I got a tip for anybody out there who's maybe either like a a smaller influencer or B just doesn't have management or representation. Cause this is what I've done. I told a bunch of people to do this and it always works out. Right. I said, Hey, if you don't have management, go to, go to the name dictionary, right? Pick out the whitest name <laughs> that you can find in there. Mm -hmm. Literally. I don't care what it is. Isaac. Sally. Ian. Yeah. Sam, right. And then you answer all your emails in third person. Mm. <laughs> Let me check with so-and-so. Now, the issue this comes about is when it's time to get on calls. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. the only time that might be an issue. Yeah. But I said, hey, black people know how to code switch. Okay. And, and a lot of minorities know how to code switch. So I said, if you got that, that code switch real right, like, hi, good to speak to you today. Like, literally. Yes. Yeah. 
hit them with that. It yeah. don't matter. And then like, let, let me go ahead and check with my client really quick. And then I come on. Hey guys, thank you so much. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> the voice of blue. And then yeah. the bag so, goes up, huh? Yeah. You got to finesse. Mm-hmm. You really have to finesse these people finesse. because Most it's deals wild. are done through email anyway. Yep. Yeah. So that's my advice. I said, go get you a fake manager. That's really you and watch, and watch how things shift for you. I've seen it. I've seen it work in, in true time, y'all. I've advised so many people over the years to do this. And they were like, Brie, they literally like have gotten compliments. Like your manager is so professional and like wonderful. Mm. And the manager is literally the same person that they were talking to. Literally the same. The same. Ago. You see how same we be person, resourceful. But they never got that compliment. Right. <laughs> the talent. They never got that. Never. <laughs> that is crazy. So yeah. how do you like prioritize your mental health? Because you said sometimes the hate outweighs the love. Mm-hmm. You are constantly creating, balancing. Like, how do you prioritize your mental health and make sure, you know what, Brie is good? Um, I know a lot of people say this, but the block button is your friend. Mm. It is your friend. People will try to say all this stuff like, oh, you sensitive. She be blocking people, da, da, da. I don't, don't give a damn. I still I can't hear you. I'm right. real childish. I can't hear you. <laughs> Cover my ears up. Like, uh, there's that song on TikTok. It's like, they're like the dude is like, nigga tried to give me bad advice. I had to close my ears. <laughs> like, That's what I'm doing. I close my ears. <laughs> I said, like, because a lot of people think, oh, they can't handle feedback. I'm like, nah, it's it's not a, I can't handle feedback. Um, it's it's the way feedback is given. If mm-hmm. it's not given in a way I feel is very respectful. Uh also there's another thing that I brought to people's attention that I think, especially in the black community, we can work on. I said I've even told this to a family member before and they they felt it. I said, if you truly respect somebody and it's not for a selfish reason, you're not going to give them constructive criticism in front of an audience, Mm. period. And I think about anyone I've criticized in a public forum, like Donald Trump. Period. (laughs) I have no respect for him. I have negative, negative 2,576 respect. So yeah, I don't care, right? So you have to think about it in that that way as well. Because again, people will talk at you and say, this was constructive criticism. No, it wasn't. Because I, I saw, I think, I forgot if it was, um, who it was that said this, but they said that social media went downhill for creators' mental health when there was a like button next to comments, mm. right? Because now people could socially rank people disrespecting you, people saying something that's untrue, mm. or even constructive criticism could be the top comment on something instead of, hey, the, the nice 30-minute right. video, but this this six seconds really blew the shit out of me. And now it's like, that's the top comment, right? Yeah. So now nobody's paying, like everybody's distracted because negativity sells. Like people flock to that shit. Like they love drama and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Drama literally excites a part of your brain. It gives you a dopamine kick. So like people are going to flock towards dramatic topics, you know? That's why people be in the shade room comments. Yeah. Every time a video come up, people be like, I'm only here for the comments. Yeah. Notifications on everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saying what the hell they want to say. No, I'm getting well, you wouldn't be talking to nobody off the street like that. That'd be the thing exactly. that'd be sending me. Like, listen, would you say that in the streets? How do you come on somebody's page that you don't know talking crazy? That's just sick to me. <laughs> I hate I, that. I, I, you know, there's been a few times where, like, maybe I feel like only one or two times somebody says something crazy to us, and I'm like, Bitch, yeah. I don't have I don't have it in my heart. As soon as somebody says something mean, I'm like, why are you here? Yes, <laughs> I'm like, why Literally. are you here? We're it's so that nice. Snapback thing. 
God. And it's hard when they're, especially when it's like, don't get me wrong, clapping back at a troll every once in a while is healthy too. Mm -hmm. It is healthy. But I feel like it's the people that make, make things real personal. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, or, or let's say you get a piece of information wrong, right? Mm. Uh, it's disheartening. And I said, if, if it's about intent to like, if you really care about something the way you say you care about it, then and and what you're doing is discouraging then do you really care about mm -hmm. it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um because i can tell you 100 percent of the times when i've gotten constructive criticism in my dm i have thanked people i said thank you for bringing this to my attention mm -hmm. that i dot like because i'm not an all-knowing person i'm not right. perfect and i feel like social media expects you to know everything mm -hmm. and they don't celebrate growth on social media at no. all like mm -mm. It's like, oh, uh, six years ago, you said you would never use this product. And I'm like, six years ago, I was an idiot. Okay, right. Look, I, I literally, <laughs> I'm not the same person I was 30 minutes ago. Yeah. That <laughs> kills me, the receipts trend. Like, why are you going all the way back mm. into my Twitter? Honestly, truly, I had to go look because I said, when I blow up. Bitch, don't bring us blow down. Up, them tweets you will not I bring up my old tweets and have me delete in my account. So you because deleted the them way, already? The, I deleted them because the thing is, the way Twitter <laughs> used to be when we first got on Twitter back in 2009, it's not the same Twitter. Not the same mm -hmm. Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I will not be dragged. Yep. Did you have some crazy shit in there? You know, I was just talking crazy <laughs> as a child, some shit. You as children. And here's the thing, like, that's how I decipher who needs to be very accountable and who doesn't, right? I do factor in age but i also factor in the culture of that platform at the mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. some people have said some things that i was like oh no that was fucked up in every era of that platform right like, yeah yeah, yeah right some racist stuff i've seen like like uh oh my gosh <laughs> i know some of these people too which is crazy I, I, but guess what i did i slid in their dms yeah mm -hmm, and told them about themselves respectfully and then guess yeah. what i was greeted with positivity mm -hmm. and i seen one girl who who got chewed out for something she said you know, she from the country and mm. and and had certain values that mm. might have been familial and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and she broke down crying and said, "I got a really, uh, great message with some some facts in it and things that that was really helpful from, uh, somebody." And I mm. think it was me. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And that felt even better than telling her about herself in a public way. Yeah. 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 There's not a lot of fulfillment in that. It's like it's temporary. Yeah, know? it's mm -hmm. petty. Some people mm -hmm. live on that. So, mm -hmm. Brie, you've um, chatted about the evolution of yourself as an adult, like growing into adulthood mm -hmm. and even the way you've kind of matured across your platforms. How would you describe your brand and what do you think has changed most about it? Ooh, I, I know one of the biggest changes and people who are familiar with my content know this. Um I have always been a very visually loud person. Like, like <laughs> I, 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 again, used to have a neon pink afro on a predominantly white canvas. <laughs> you see what yeah. I'm saying? They're like, there's very the black girl. Loud. <laughs> there's yeah, I, I used to have friends and like this, this didn't feel any type of way. Cause I like, I knew I was like, no, you dead ass right. Like I used to have friends that be like, yeah, Brie, I saw you from the, third uh you know the third floor of my class because i saw your hair mm -hmm. and i'd be like great that's exactly <laughs> what i was going for um <laughs> so i will say it what's the funniest change is actually i dyed my hair like jet black um uh, because i was like 
I was really, I love like extensions and making styles more dramatic with like ponytails and stuff like that. And I was like, y'all don't know the struggle. If I want to just go to the beauty supply store and get some like braiding hair and stuff, <laughs> they don't make that color. They <laughs> that color. I said, even if it's if it's green, it's not this tinted green. And mm-hmm. I was like, girl, I'm not trying to have mismatching braiding hair and all this. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do colorful wigs. And also like I had to keep cutting my hair like every couple months just to, you know, make sure it was healthy mm-hmm. from being colored so much. So. I was like, you know what? I'm going to grow my hair out and commit to growing it out. I'm going to dye it like jet, jet black, start from scratch. Um, and then, you know, now I can match. When I wear my regular hair, I can match it with stuff very easy. So one, one B every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I want to do like wild colors, I can do it on wigs. Now, mm-hmm. wigs have advanced a lot yeah. <laughs> since yeah. I started wearing wigs. Girl. Like, those <laughs> things used to used to be a little tragic. I'm talking to you, Tyler Perry, man. I will never <laughs> forgive you for the Shamar Moore cornrow wig. Girl, oh that God. was a mess. I that hated was a that. Mess. I, I will never forgive him for that, but it's mm-hmm. okay. I, I, it's now a cultural uh, moment in time we can reflect on yes. uh, the evolution of wigs. But yeah, so I think that's one of the big evolutions. My mom asked me when I dyed my hair black, she said, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, are you, are you good emotionally, mentally? Right, the like, dark moments, the dark hair. <laughs> she said, you have a natural hair color? Like, what's going on? Um, and I think that came with a maturity because I felt like I had to state my presence visually all the time in a very loud way. Um, and I kind of got a satisfaction from, honestly, like making white people at the establishments that were like, like having microaggressions and things against me at my school i felt like by super hyper owning everything mm-hmm. black about me and the, and and the hair and the and the dramatic makeup and black lipstick at 8 a.m going to class and stuff like i felt like ah i have the system but right. <laughs> literally i think uh now i'm just more comfortable in myself yeah and like i don't have to prove shit to you like Period. that's that's kind of the thing that's changed about everything is like it don't matter what hair color I am. Like I, I have nothing to prove yeah. to anybody. Speaking about your green hair, I seen this reel and it was um some girl, like a, a black girl. She was singing and she had like a low cut hair. You seen that video? And it was like green, pink. It wasn't actually changing, but it was like some sort of effect. Mm-hmm. And it was like mm-hmm. green hair is not unprofessional. Pink hair is not unprofessional. Like mm-hmm. we've kind of been. Uh, condition to think that only right. one one way or one type of hair or one color is professional and I think that just speaks to like you know your experience with your different hair coloring and like we just have this such this Eurocentric view of what professionalism is it's like nigga it's whatever it is braids are professional my nigga afro is professional yeah. locks are professional oh, yes. green right. hair is professional Absolutely. you feel me professional is me I bring the professionalism right. it has nothing to do with Amen. my aesthetic. my physical appearance Period. tell them and that is that on that. That's it. Because I've met some very unprofessional white societally standard <laughs> professionals. Okay. Quote unquote. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I've had some people say say and conduct themselves in some very, very educated manners at some of these jobs who are sitting in positions above me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think content of character is good. And then also I feel like professionalism is a microaggression in its own way. Mm-hmm. I saw that uh, in a study it was a university study where they said that like the concept of professionalism alone since i'm like like one thing that always gets me is time is money right so the time that we have to spend as black people to just be quote unquote presentable the mm. idea presentable mm. 
is taking up so much more of my time to do a wash day and try to make sure every curl is defined and all that. I'm like, why can't I just put in some blue magic and go? <laughs> right. You know, period. Why, it just got to be done every time. Like, don't get me wrong. I love me some 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 swirly edges, yes. but I don't always have time to do that. And like, I be ready to have a panic attack when I'm walking out the door and I'm like, oh. Fuck, I didn't do my edges. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, oh, they're gonna think I'm unkept out this yeah. day. Like yeah. I'm, you know, running somewhere to just meet somebody for for drinks. Some like, damn. You gotta go All through right. the So I end up being I've been late for my edges before. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> once you're late for edges, which I, we've all been late for something having to do this hair has taken me out. <laughs> So many times to the point where I'm damn near near tears. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Now I got to go with the bun. Yeah, yeah. You hate the yeah. bun. <laughs> we trying to experiment on something or do something new. And it's like, oop, like I'm taking down my twist out girl. And then one section ain't dry. And then it's just like, oh, the panic ensues. Like yes. panic meter just. It's anxiety. Oh you start shaking. It's like meeting, once I feel the damp portion of the twist, I say, well, fuck me. <laughs> Slap me on the ass and call me unkept. Yes. Yeah. It's, I'm doing my 400th puff of the year. Yes. Thank you very much. Puff like, day. They, I think we say that that's her go-to. Her signature look. Right, the signature look. Yeah. Signature. So, and like. Even, I don't know. I want. Oh, go ahead. No, no, ahead. you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to. I was curious, too. I just had a question for y'all's viewers, too. Do you ever feel the pressure um, when wearing let's say if you have natural hair when wearing it curly to uh i guess quote unquote feminize your outfit because Mm -hmm. i know i picked up on that about myself where i said oh if i'm wearing an afro i feel like i gotta wear like a colorful shirt that shows a little collarbone or a little cleavage or Mm -hmm. you know very like 70s inspired yeah yeah like i gotta wear something a little more fitted but then if i wear like my curly hair with like you know my everyday like some sweatpants and da da da. It feels societally more dressed down than if I was to wear like a straight wig yeah. mm-hmm. with some sweatpants. Yeah, that's so that's like then you the Kendall Jenner. Like, yeah, oh, athleisure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely aware of how my hair will make a look look. <laughs> Like me and my mm-hmm. friend Kayla, we have this conversation all the time and it's, I don't think it's necessarily correct, but it's the way we've been conditioned and the way like we mm-hmm. genuinely feel sometimes. Like when I have my hair in braids, like, yeah, the throw on outfits seem to look different. But when you have this natural do, especially if the shit don't dry all the way and it's compacted <laughs> on that oh head. My yes. I'm like certain looks like maybe this will look better if my hair was this way and maybe it will look better if my hair is that way, which I want to get out of because it's like at the end of the day, this is all I got on me, this hair that I have on my head. And so whatever I decide to wear, like this look is going to have to work with it, period. And I think that more black women should try to embrace like our natural hair and knowing that it's acceptable. Somebody on Twitter, it was a whole Mm -hmm. thing the other day said that, braids are not a birthday, birthday style. Look. I seen that on Instagram. It made its way over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they said over. that braids aren't a birthday style. And it's mm-hmm. like, so I have to have bundles on the birthday to be like a bad bitch? Like, no, if I want to be in a protective Ooh, style so for mm-hmm. my birthday, then it's a birthday style. Yeah. If I'm wearing it on my birthday, then it's, it's a, a birthday, birthday style. Look. Exactly. If I have a bun, it's a yeah. birthday style. If I have a wash and go, it's, it's a birthday style. Why do we have to be a straight laid and slayed 
look to be birthday like and my thing is i was born with with some naps like i don't and that was like, my so birthday I look <laughs> i was born by that the river my first birthday look yeah <laughs> like for real my first birthday i said that my first birthday was very 4a yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i'm gonna need y'all to relax same <laughs> sis for the mm -hmm. show was my birthday look so yeah mm -hmm. i i am aware of it but i'm trying to decondition myself from even giving a fuck because at the end of the day this is what i got y'all gonna get what i got i've never I've worn my curly hair <laughs> yeah i've never seen you with a curly you got the pin curls i would love to see you like that germany with the washing up bitch please <laughs> It's actually a wash and no, and you already know that's never gonna. No. It's a. It's never been and a wash and go. They're Let me not, tell you something. My you know, hair is dry. It's like it's very. What's that called? Low porosity. Let me. Get I have talk. low porosity too. I have Thanks. low porosity hair. It's um, Brittany. You know my hair be like it be in a little tight cap. And honestly, it's people always ask me what's the inspiration and why I locked my hair. There's no spiritual journey I went on. I'm not tapped in and I saying I don't I didn't care about none of that <laughs> this was literally because I could not do anything else with my hair I don't have the energy I don't have the patience it's not manageable mm -hmm. for me and here I am so I've never had to think about how I'm gonna wear my curls yeah but I've had like yep. experiences with my with this natural hair with my hair in this natural state at work and even when it gets a little fuzzy I'd be like oh I wonder how people yeah like, you'd be like it's not looking soft yeah I'd be it's like oh yeah like you know although I try to put a little time in between a, a retwist mm -hmm. when I'm at work I'd be thinking damn I probably really look I probably don't look cute right now mm -hmm. like in a rugged kind of way it's healthy so that's the that's the concerning things. All the things that are healthy mm -hmm. for us to do as black women are deemed unpresentable. Yeah. How is my health unpresentable? Mm -hmm. Like, well, mm -hmm. excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about I it. I even talked about this in like the clean beauty space. I did a little mini doc on my channel about uh, the the toxic in the cosmetics industry and the ingredients and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, I will never tell nobody not to not to get a certain brand because I still use shit that's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But my thing is transparency. Like, I just mm -hmm. want it to be, I feel like everybody de deserves a choice to mm -hmm. know what's, what they're putting on their scalp and all that stuff, right? I did part of my documentary. I went to several grocery stores, several, like, pharmacy areas and stuff that sold these clean beauty products because they're harder to access, period. Mm -hmm. I went to, I remember, Whole Foods, which has clean beauty products. And it was in, where was I? I was in Nova at this time, Northern mm -hmm. Virginia. And oh, they shit. Have That's what y'all calling it, Nova? <laughs> That's what y'all call it, Nova. Lord. Lord. Oh, my God, oh, man. No. I went in there. I videotaped it, too. That Like, y'all know I'm, I'm like, what, the in the foundation's caramel tan shade? Is yeah. My, where my shade fall? Mm -hmm. They didn't have my shade, y'all. They didn't even have, oh, like, shit. six shades leading up to my shade, nothing. So I was like, I number one, I always say I should never be the last shade in any line. Right. Mm -hmm. Ever. Because I'm like, if I'm the last shade, you excluding like, yeah, like I'm shit out of luck. Of my family, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always be saying, like, I was like, if my mom can't find a shade in this, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> Period. Like, that's one of them things that I was like, if my family, my, 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 like, gorgeous, amazing, deserving of options family cannot wear this, mm -hmm. why the hell would I put it on? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to advertise this. And if I do, I like literally, if it's something that like maybe is contracted or obligational or some way, or I got PR, 
I will call out the fact that I said, hmm, Shade's very much lacking here. Like, I will say it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I didn't buy this. Yeah. yeah. Shades are lacking. Gifted. It was <laughs> I gifted. Can't control what, can't control that it was gifted to me. But look, I'm going to let y'all know right now. Yeah. You might want to, might want to pass on this one. Right? Period. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough, man. Like, trying to, to navigate that space and... It's, it's like I just want to be healthy mm-hmm. and be able to have my health be a, a symbol of beauty. Yeah, yeah without so. doing what y'all wanted to do. Yeah. So what yeah. tips would you give to women of color, women of color who are trying to enter into this beauty community or anybody that's trying to build a following online? Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's so many. Um, Pick your top don't do three. Don't for a following. Mm. don't do it for a following um i always put this out there my first youtube check was like 87 cents okay don't do it for a following don't do it for money Mm. um of course money is an added bonus into everything it's nice to be financially stable and everything but i notice that people who end up switching and doing it just for money start doing follow-up videos of uh, exposing my journey with depression. Like, I'd be seeing yeah. it like, yeah. bada boom, bada bing, one and yeah. two. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, people who start out that way, they have this desperation there. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people will do these tips, right? And I see people like massively applying these tips to the point the tip no longer makes any sense to do. And it just becomes mm-hmm. irritating. I remember there was a tip people said, like, put, uh, you know, ask for people to become your friends on YouTube. And go in people's comment section and promote your channel. Okay, mm-hmm. no, don't don't do that. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. The well, okay, that leads to my second biggest tip. Be kind and engage with content. Mm. Literally, it's that simple. Because let's say um, you don't even have to mention that you have a brand, right? It's kind of corny. The reason why <laughs> I say this is because the way I put it is, I said, imagine. I, I put it in a video and some people were disagreeing with me and that's fine. This is my point of view. I say, imagine that you work so hard. You paint this beautiful art piece. You spent, because some of my videos y'all have taken six days consecutively to work on, right? Mm-hmm. So especially the more art, artsy, fully edited ones, 19 hours of editing. I will time myself. Oh my gosh. So six days, 19 hours of editing. Finally put this beautiful painting on display at a gallery that I own. And then 40 people walk in and put flyers for their art on top of my painting so that it's covering mm, it up. Yeah. I said, that's what you advertising yourself on someone else's art comes across as corny. I said, y'all don't, y'all could disagree with me, but you look corny. Okay, yeah. you don't do that. What you do is you strike up a conversation about that piece and say, you know, this is a gorgeous piece, da 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 and say what you like about it. And then the artist comes in and is like, dang, thank you so much, da 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 And from those things, then you then you can introduce what you do. Yeah. Right. And that gives you more credibility. It's like, oh, so you do something like this. Cool. Like, now that's how you build true bonds. Mm-hmm. Because when you come in with that, that, that intent to just promote yourself, it comes off as ingenuine. It mm-hmm. comes off as selfish. Yeah. Corny, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> so don't yeah. be corny, y'all. Uh, if you like something or even if there's things or videos out there that align with something that you love just comment on it and if you're a smaller influencer or you don't have a big following maybe you know 70 percent of these comments may not 
get a bunch of likes or people may not visit your page. But eventually, like I said, there's people that have been engaging with my content so heavily that I followed them back on on my platforms, yeah. right? Simply off of just just genuine engagement, mm -hmm. sending sending a word of encouragement. Hey, Brie, I know it's been a crazy year. Take the time you need because the Black Lives Matter is going to, bruh, follow immediately. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that shows up on other people's notifications like, oh, Brie just followed this person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like it can just being a genuine person can create a domino effect for you. So I would say if you're a business, do that. Be genuine. And go engage with people. Yeah. And then also put out, like, my third tip, final tip is put out things. Think about helping before you think about helping yourself, right? So most of my content, like I said, I didn't put out my first hair video because I wanted to do hair videos. Mm -hmm. I put out my first hair video. Number one, I really just, I had just went natural. So I was all in it. Plus, the opposition was real, y'all. I went natural when it was not cool. It was not, <laughs> like, my mom and I joke. I told her about, my mom busted out laughing. I told her about my first little experience coming down the steps with my little braid out. <laughs> like, mm, I done did that. My mom looks at me and she's like, what so what doing? are we doing with this hair? Right. Girl. And I said. It's I thought, actually done. I, I was like, it, we did it. <laughs> and then my mom busted out laughing because we just talked about this last week. So I was like, yo, so that opposition that I was facing in my daily life, whether it was, it wasn't from ill intent for most people at all, that drove me to be even more passionate. Let me learn more. Let me figure mm -hmm. out how to get this, this to pop. Da, 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 da. And so once people asked about it, I was excited to share it. Like, oh, let me put y'all on. So y'all don't have to have nobody ask what we doing about this hair. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think just also creating from a genuine place of wanting to, uh, alleviate suffering make somebody's journey a little easier a lot of people want to gatekeep secrets but i'm like the way Brie, i think of it y'all it's the gatekeeping it's the gatekeeping yeah that kills me mm -hmm. that is such a big i mean it's big everywhere but here in la honey but then people have the message of they want to uplift, support community, but you're gatekeeping, so <laughs> you're lying. You're lying. Oh, all the time. Yeah. You're a liar. And that's the thing. They be lying. They be lying. <laughs> and that's a, that's the thing. There are some things about yourself I do think that you should hold near and dear, right? Mm -hmm. There are some things I told my followers. I might never do a very in-depth video on how I edit certain things, yeah. right? And because those things are, I know we're in a day and age where everybody latches onto something and they take it as their own, mm -hmm. right? So if there are certain things that are near and dear to me, I'm not going to show you, I'm one of those people, I'll show you how to use the software. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to show you how to edit like me. Period. Right? Right. So I'll put you on to, to the skill set, which will take you far. I said, take this skill set and apply it to make it you, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's one thing. And I said, I think of yourself like Google. Google is the biggest search engine in the world. One of the biggest, like I think in the top 10 largest companies in the world, right? A lot of the sites that are hosted on Google are not. Mm. Okay. So as a creator, I like to think of myself. I said, I'd rather be a Google than one of the sites on Google. Period. You know? mm -hmm. So I'd rather be the person where they're like, I said, I embrace now that people do take some of my content and things. I'm like, okay. Let me be the the go-to point. If I need to be put on, if I need something honest, if I need the, like, I've been showing people my failures with my natural hair that we were just talking about. And I said, look, 
y'all be nice because like i'm showing y'all <laughs> that it took the the 16 of these twist outs to get the one that y'all saw in video number you know the viral one right exactly so yeah i think that's it just just showing you know things that that are authentic to you but also give give people valuable content that like you know sends them on places and and i love when when i go on another video and someone's like i'm here because of brie Mm-hmm. wonderful like i love that that's that's a great feeling and then yeah. the other and other creators get are so grateful they're like thank you for sending people to my channel i'm like oh, i wouldn't know how to do this if it wasn't for your method period so, like, period you know? yeah so don't gatekeeping somebody once shared with us that you study the game don't study the player yeah you know so figuring mm-hmm. out the the process is one thing figuring out someone's specific process is different yeah. So we've mm-hmm. talked about the negative. I yeah, I, I love it too. I love that piece. So we've talked about the negative um, kind of effects of being an influencer and being online. What do you think? This is my last question and we're wrapping it up. <laughs> what would you say is one positive um, attribute or experience about being online and being an influencer? Oh, there's so many. Um I, all right, I'm trying to pick top two and it's not two. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. Um, I genuinely love being able to alleviate the things that I went through. Like, I think, um, reducing suffering is like a really big passion of mine Mm -hmm. where, where I can. So, I, if I know that there was a simple answer to something that I literally suffered to get and like, you know, I'm like, oh, this, you know, going through all these things to try to get a simple answer. And then I get upset, like, damn, it was this simple. And I was like mm-hmm. ripping my room apart, trying to figure this out on Google for hours. And sometimes I think some people want other people to suffer like they did mm. as right of passage. Yeah. And I think some things are a rite of passage, right? Like, yes, you should spend them hours in the editing room. Yes, you should. Like, some people were mad that you have a minimum requirement of subscribers and watch time to, before you can monetize. I was like, that's... the requirement used to be worse mm-hmm. than this. So, like, that stuff, that grinds my gears. I'm like, no, no, no. Earn your dues. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? But when it's something simple, I'm not gatekeeping simple stuff. Mm. I was like, look, I'll tell y'all something right now. If you want the blurry background YouTubers get, get you a cheap 50 millimeter lens. It's not the camera they're using. I know you bought the same camera they had in the description box. It See? was never the camera. It's the lens, period. She gave that Something to y'all for free. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for free. For free. See? That's the standard YouTube uh, focal length, 50 millimeter lens. Uh, I see how the background be blurry and they be in focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm. That fifty millimeter gets the job done. It does. That's been brought up so yes. many times. That fifty millimeter lens. <laughs> Flip and tumble the fifty. Yes. And um, also like I, I want people to know too. If you if you DM me asking for help, I'm not trying to be an asshole when I say, cause some like I had some, actually a DM like literally last night where someone was like, hey, what camera and what settings do you? And I rather than typing out everything again, I said, hey. In, in my description box, which I do this for every video, it's a template, I leave it there. Mm-hmm. I said, in my description, I list my camera as well as my editing software. And I said, as for the settings, I never recommend settings because I said, my settings change based on if I'm using two lights versus seven lights. Sometimes right. I use seven lights. <laughs> the color of my backdrop. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I have a tan 
or, or if I'm like, you know, been in the house too long, like right. yeah. settings change. If I'm filming in front of the sun versus in studio. Mm -hmm. So I said, here are the three things that you should learn about when you get a camera. Right. You know what I mean? And I'll tell people, here was my first camera. Because mm. I'm like, you don't have to get what I have. Right now. A certain quality. So my first camera was, was dirt cheap. But if you notice settings like aperture, f-stop, shutter, and educate yourself on actual photography, you can use any camera. Like, I could pick up any camera today and make a quality video because I know how it works. So, right. I, as again, I always teach somebody how it works before I teach them exactly what I do because I'll be setting you up for failure if I teach you exactly what I do. That's mm -hmm. a cheat code. That's the cheat code. Learn right how there. to work it because we'll be like, I need the camera that they have. You don't know how to use a cheap one, you guys. Yeah, so, you actually me. don't need that. That's me. Yeah. Exactly. You, you got to get that one, Brittany. Like, People no. be like, I got the best camera and it's still grainy. And I'm like, that's because your aperture's on the wrong setting, sis. Like, you know what I'm saying? Check I, your I aperture. I can't recommend a setting to you based on where you are because I was like, I have to be there and I see and play. I play around with my settings till I get what I like, you mm. know? It's Thank the consistency you. and the effort for me. Yes. Well, Brie, can you let our yes. listeners listeners know where they can find you on the internet? Yeah. This has been an oh, amazing yes. combo. On the of webs? Yes. yes. Definitely, y'all. Thank you for having me. So, on the internet, I have uh, changed my name quite a few times in the past. So, <laughs> a lot of people know I, again, just like hair colors. But I am on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm Brie Hall, B-R-I space H-A-L-L, Hall like the hallway, but no way, you know. <laughs> and then um, on, you know, all these platforms, it's at Brie Hall official, basically, but on YouTube, it's just Brie Hall. For music, <laughs> my, my streaming name is Lahara, so it's L-A space H-A-R-A. And then lastly, I also have a podcast coming out yes. in May, and that is called Count to Ten, so keep an eye out for that as well, where you also see the amazing Germany and Brittany on my podcast. Yeah, We'll be talking about some real shit too, y'all. Yes. yes. We're so excited for Brie and her <laughs> upcoming podcast. It's yes. really good. We want you all to tune in. We'll let you know. We'll be posting about it when it drops. Yes. And we're super excited for you, Brie, all the things that are on the horizon. It's going to be a good year. Yes, it is. Thank you again, Brie. Yay.